Wants to Know's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, it's another Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show powered by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I'm Jared Stansberry, joined this week by Cyclone Fanatic staff writer Connor Ferguson. Later on in the show, we're going to hear from Chris Williams and Brett Bloom. And then, uh, of course, Tim Mullen from Nebraska First and Martin Clive. And then we'll, Chris caught up with Dr. Brian Warmy from the McFarland Clinic up in Ames. You guys will get a chance to hear from him during segment three. Uh, I've been a little bit under the weather this week, so we didn't record football on random things. Uh, we're going to do that as a longer episode of uh, the tailgate show for Saturday. And I'll post that on the Cyclone Fanatic podcast feed uh, Friday afternoon. Connor, how are you doing this evening? Uh, it's been a busy week for you. Yeah, it, dude, this is like one of my favorite times of the year. And I, I'm, it stinks because I'm getting dragged down. I should be really happy right now. But we got Yahoo's in Iowa City doing the whole Cyhawk thing. Apparently, um, there's a chance of snow on Thanksgiving, but it's going to be too warm. So it's going to turn into ice, which is just creates hectic chaos. And then on top of it, the Lakers stink. So everything's trying to drag me down, but we're, we're getting through it. The Paradise Jam starts tomorrow. For the Drake Bulldogs, I'm excited. The She's Paradise Jam. Where, where do they play the Paradise Jam? Uh, the U.S. Virgin Islands. You and me locked in. What ch- what channel is it on? Flow. I actually think it's on ESPN three, and I know I have ESPN, oh, ESPN Plus. Plus. And I'm yeah. really confused on if I can get ESPN three or if I'm going to harvest uh, my parents' TV password. I bet you can get ESPN three. I bet you I can. Hope so. uh, all right, we're going to talk about the Iowa State women's game last night. Uh, snuck one out against uh, Northern Iowa. What was the final? 70? It was 88 to 85. Yeah, 88 to 85. Thought they had it. Uh, I thought they had it under control there. They got up, what, 11 early in the second half. And I was, uh, I turned it off, honestly. I was like, okay, well, I don't need to watch any more of this. They're about to pull away. And then all of a sudden I saw on your Twitter updates that they were, it was either tied or they were up by two. And I was like, what in the heck happened? I mean, so walk us through it. What did happen for the people that maybe didn't get a, wa- a chance to watch the game? What, where, how did it go from where Iowa State was in control? Looked to be like they were cruising uh, towards another win, and then you know things got kind of tight there at the end. Yeah, Iowa State just they had a cold stretch shooting, um, and the people in that building, uh, especially with a game that's separated by 10, 11, 12, 14 points at different times and consistently was there, but never got above 14. And I don't, it might've gotten to 15 once, um, but it never, Iowa State could never, you know, eventually pull away mm-hmm. and separate that game. And so when it's you and I down by 14, they make a couple shots in a row, they get a big and one, then the crowd starts sensing something and momentum starts to build. You're still missing shots. Um, the biggest part of it was Bill Finley didn't call a timeout. He didn't do it on purpose. Um, basically he, he wanted his team to learn how to respond in those situations and get through those. And he had the benefit of the media timeout coming up, uh, which I feel like is kind of like the safety net on the back end of that run. Um, then they had to tough out a, a tough game on the road. Uh, and that's, it's going to be integral for later in the season, especially with that big tournament coming up next week for them in Portland. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see too. I mean, just as, as Stephanie source can play more on those nights when they're not shooting the ball very well. I mean, she was nine of 11 from the floor. So it's not like, what she do had... you think she looked like 
in the game, like game film. Cause it was, I mean, it's only three rebounds. Uh, it looked at times like the physicality was a little rough for her. Um, it like, to put it this way, it was the sloppiest way to get to 23 points, not faulting her at all. Cause 23 is still really good. She, she had 23 points on nine of 11 shooting. She missed two yeah. shots. So no, she, she did good from a shooting aspect. It's just yeah. that there, there's the level of division one basketball that you don't have at the NAIA um, scene. And I felt like they felt that with her um, Wednesday night uh, and she had a season high 26 minutes too. So that's pretty important to get her those minutes. And uh, I mean, it, 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 it's understandable. It's her first time playing against like a, yeah, so I'm not, and I'm not trying to legitimate say legitimate like, team, yeah. you know, nothing against this those first couple of teams that they played, but I mean, Northern Iowa's got a good program, you know, and they've got it. They always have a good team. So it's like, Grace looked was like Austin Fife. She was swinging the hips around. She did it. Austin she did it a much fair. more, a much more basketball fairway. I didn't see any fouls that Grace committed. Austin, Austin's a fowler. You're not, a- <laughs> especially when they play Drake. It's, but I, I loved watching Grace Bofelli just use her body because she can. That girl can play. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, Austin, by you just—it it was qu- really funny how quickly you went from just like giving good analysis to all of a sudden flipping it into like your vendetta against Austin Fife. I, I don't have a vendetta against. I cheer for Austin Fife against other teams. All right. Yeah, you got to cheer for the whole state, man. Come on, especially you, especially you small school guys. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Iowa State men this weekend taking on Milwaukee uh, Sunday. It's a Sunday afternoon tip. Uh, Iowa State on Ken Palm, a thirteen point favorite. Uh, I would like to think that this will not be near as stressful as the last time Milwaukee came to Hilton Coliseum when they won. Uh, in 2006, what was that? 2017. Uh, I know Matt Tybee wasn't playing in that game, but shout out to him. I know he was glad about it. Yeah. And the season opener in, uh, in 2017, Milwaukee came in here and, uh, and won this game. But, uh, I really like this Iowa state team right now through two games. I don't know where, where you're at on them, but I feel like this group is in a better position than where they were, where the team was at this time a year ago, they share the ball better offensively i think and they get after people defensively in basically the same way i mean i think that this group defensively could end up being even better when it's all said and done just with how good they are in the front court i mean quite frankly they have been so good at at keeping teams out of the paint and and, i mean north carolina and t had zero points in the paint in the first half of the game on sunday i don't know that i've ever seen that before and i'd college basketball game you know this group is just really good at keeping people out of the middle of the floor yeah they they're phenomenal at it i'm i'm right there with you just like with how much we talk about with the transfer portal and and how different these rosters are year to year you almost coach a new team every season um obviously you do like um literally yeah yeah Yeah, exactly um Yeah, yeah but when you know, when TJ came in his first year and that's like all these guys that haven't played with each other before, it's a completely new group. You have some familiarity with this group and they're clicking so much earlier than last year's team did. And I know they did click very quickly as well, but they weren't blowing out these teams. They were winning by five or 10 points. So to see them do this and take care of business like this is encouraging and should be encouraging to all the Iowa state fans. And I mean, 
like I, I just think they play more cohesively than what this than what they did at this time a year ago. You know, I think that offensively they just get better looks because it seems like they're all more comfortable in what they need to do right now at this time. You know, they still aren't making shots. I mean, shooting only thirty percent from from three as a team in the first two games. Caleb Grill can't make a shot. Have you ever looked at Caleb Grill's uh, his splits from between yeah, home I was talking and road to Tommy. Games? I was talking to Tommy about this on the way back from Cedar Falls last night. Um, that I, I still like call me a conspiracy theorist, but I'm still holding on to that that changing of the lights at Hilton Coliseum affects shooting. It was a long affects time ago. Death perception. It was a long time ago, but I, I he never would have shot on the on the old way though. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like everybody. Oh, just in general. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess it's possible. I, I guess it is possible. I don't the know. women's team, the women's team, did not have great shooting nights the first two games, and they shot lights out last night. I just think that there's uh, a possibility that Iowa State also just has not had very good shooters over the last outside of that one season. When they, I mean, that, that, the 2018-19 team still shot the ball pretty well, you know, but they're, they're all right. They, yeah, there were also some teams <laughs> that have not shot the ball very well, which also might be because they haven't had. Some some people on the teams who don't shoot the ball very well. There's a couple different arguments there. I, I understand. I, I'm not saying that's what I think it is with Caleb because Caleb's almost a 30, he's like a 35, 40% three point shooter on the road, which is like one of the weirdest. And he shoots like 27% at home. I've never seen anything like that. And uh, I mean, if he starts to knock down some shots and he can find some consistency, like Gabe, I felt like Gabe Kalsher's looked really good during these first two games. He's really jumped out to me, you know, just he looks confident even coming off the bench. He looks confident shooting the ball. He looked like a hockey player in his first year, like wearing a C on his jersey. Like just yeah. it, he has that moxie of like he knows like he's a leader on this team and he's gonna play like it. He's cool and calm he cool, calm, collected, you know. And I, and I just and I think last year there were some times where he would get especially early in the season, he just seemed like he was trying too hard. I feel like the game is he's in a good spot as far as where the game is coming to him, you know? And I mean, you've played two teams that really haven't, you know, made things extraordinarily difficult and probably won't play one on Sunday. That's going to make things extraordinarily difficult. But I just think even when you look across the board, like this team is just, I just feel better about this team right now than I probably did at this time a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. And especially before they went on their tournament, um, Thanksgiving tournament, right? right. I guess it was two games, but you get what I mean. Like you had the confidence after that game that they were going to be, uh, at least something. They um, could win. They could win a couple games in Portland too. Like I, I, mean, I, I really technically think they, they could win three. I mean, yeah, but I think that they could beat, I think they can beat Villanova. I watched them play. I watched part of their game against LaSalle and then I watched them play they played last week temple i watched them play temple i was not overly impressed by them and they have a bunch of guys that are out right now with injuries so it's like i think that iowa state could get them at a good time in the year to be able to knock them off and then playing you got to go play north carolina i mean gardner webb almost beat north carolina the other night so i don't think that that team's unbeatable you know i, I still think they're a really good team but i think that there's some there's some openings here for Iowa State to go on a nice little run and maybe make knock a couple people off in that tournament. Who would they play in the final? Do you know? I know you've got all the I brackets. Yeah, I haven't scouted the men's tournament yet. I was looking at the women's one last night. Should, the, should they win that tournament? 
I think they should. Um, the teams that they're playing were picked. I think the highest one was Oregon picked third in the Pac-12. Um, the other teams were picked fifth in the ACC, I believe. And I think that's North Carolina. And then the Michigan State was picked seventh in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Did you know the Big Ten only puts out the top five, like, for their preseason poll on their official release? They I'd don't rank all 14? Yeah, I had to go to a different website to find the full 14. And I don't, I don't even know if that was official, but the Big Ten only put out five. Well, I don't think the Big Ten even does a preseason poll for football or basketball. I think yeah. that like a media organization does it. All so. right. So on, on the other side of the men's bracket is UConn, Oregon, Alabama, and Michigan State. Dude, Michigan State has a really good team. I think that that team is gonna is gonna make some noise this year. Uh, it would not shock me if if whoever wins the Iowa State side of that bracket plays Michigan State. Yeah, and it also wouldn't they played some good teams too. It wouldn't shock me to see them lose though. Um, Tom Izzo peaks in March, stinks in November. That's what everyone remembers about. Have him. you watched his team play? You watched his team play this year. I've watched his team play in past years, Jaron. That's all I got to say. Yeah, maybe he's a late. He's a late season coach. Watch the games. Watch. He doesn't have anything. Watch the games. I've watched. I watched him play against Gonzaga. They were really nice last week. Uh, They should have probably won that game against Gonzaga. And then once uh, Sheboy fouled out, was that the was that the ship game? Yeah, yeah. Well, you told me to watch the outdoor basketball game to yeah, dude. It was cool. The team's good or not? I under. I like it. I'm. I'm a fan of it. And you're the one that's talking to me. Oh, are you talking about the, I'm surprised you weren't locked into the outdoors basketball. It was because big cat was singing the national anthem in the barstool invitational. Oh, I watched, uh, I I watched the UAB game on there too. That was weird when they were talking to the coaches during the game. You could tell those coaches were not a fan of that. Okay. So the, the first game when they did it, cause I didn't, I didn't get through, like, I probably stopped watching like four minutes in the second game. I think you and I was playing or something. Yeah. Um, and the one dude was just stuck. Like they couldn't figure out how to get his microphone off of the broadcast. So he had to just sit there and keep coaching while he could hear them talking to him. And I, I don't, I don't think they loved it, but I don't think either of them were so annoyed. The the one that was on for too long was like enjoying it. Yeah. That's funny, dude. That was that. It was cool though. Like I thought they had some good ideas with things they were doing, you know? Yeah. That, I, like, that I, I enjoy this. They should do that. I bet they'll end up doing that more. They're going to keep trying to do more and more. What do you think like TJ that. would be like with that? Or Bill, Bill would start talking to him. I, I was going to say Bill Finley would be awesome, especially if they're playing a team that they should probably beat, you know, like, I don't know if you get really intense game. I don't know if you'd really want to listen to any of those guys. No, there'd be a lot of yelling at uh, one of the refs. Well, and I think that they just don't, it's like, we don't, we're not going to play around with this stuff, you know, at this, <laughs> at this time of the year to play a big game. Uh, all right. Let's talk about football really quick. Feel good about basketball and men's and women's side. Don't feel so good about the football team right now. Uh, what are you talking about? There's a there's a chance a, a non-zero chance Iowa State ends up in the Bahamas Bowl, Jared. Where did where did uh, Brett McMurphy have him going? The Armed Forces Bowl in Frisco, Texas. Is that right? That's in Dallas, Texas. Okay, sorry. That's the home of the Stars Gift Shop because they don't play home games near that date of that bowl game. I checked. I was going to make you promise to take me to a game. <laughs> I'm not taking you anywhere, bro. I can tell I would have bought right the now. tickets. I'm not, I got, I got stars connections. You would have been taking me to the game then. I'm not. Yeah, going well, to yeah, se- essentially, but you have to agree to go. Cause I wouldn't want to go by myself. I would yeah. still end up going by myself, but I'd make you go. 
I'm sure C-Dub would be all for it. If they they really can go play in the Bahamas Bowl, are you serious? Uh, that's The Bahamas Bowl would be one of the bowl games that has a pick. Yeah. And I think once it gets to the five and seven teams, or if you're like, if you're allowed to pick, I don't know who gets to pick which team, how that yeah, what the order is. It, so, yeah. yeah. I do have the 11 I would like teams to think Iowa the Bahamas, State fans. I don't know if the Bahamas Bowl would pick Iowa State, dude. I don't know if Iowa State would want the Bahamas Bowl to pick them. Okay, no one's going to say, like, no to the Bahamas. That's just such a, like, such a deal. If what trophy? No, actually, I want to know your, like, actual, like, answer to this. Like, what's a better trophy to have in your trophy case, the Armed Forces Bowl or the Bahamas Bowl? You don't think a recruit would say, like, oh, they went to the Bahamas? That's that's sick. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess you're right. Yeah. I just, I'm thinking from, like, if the bowl game is for the fans, you know, then. I, I understand that perspective. Like, the having to travel to the Bahamas on a short turnaround is just not very realistic, you know. Yes. For one football game. There's a reason there's not a lot of fans at that game usually. Now, people, if they do go there, I read a guy's post from Reddit a couple years ago that he was just carrying a couple of 24 packs of um, alcohol into the stadium. Um, and he just handed the security guard like four of them. And that was his like ticket into the game. <laughs> the guy just didn't care. So if you're interested in going, one down of us, no, one of us would have that. to go cover the Bahamas ball. Like one of us would be sent down there to cover that, cover that. Deal. I talked to C-Dub on the phone and he didn't feel confident in me going. So if we swing both of us, I think we can market a deal there. I, I don't know if anyone trusts you to fly again after your experience going to North I just Carolina. Got anxious. Tommy agreed with me that I was fine. We got through it. Wasn't it? It was North Carolina, right? You, you Greensboro. Greensboro. Yeah. Right. How do you feel about uh, Irish State football going into to Saturday? Do you think they win the game this week? I think it's going to be like really cold. So, I mean, we could see drop passes. Um, we could see a Texas team fold to temperatures. Wait. I think there's a lot of variables that go into this game. I, I mean, know, at this but, point, we see drop passes in Iowa State games every week. So. That's what I mean. But, well, you're just increasing the chances this week. Yeah, I just, I find it hard to believe that Texas Tech can be super hyped up to come out and play in twenty degree weather. You know, now someone did point out to me on the Fanatic forums uh, that they beat Kansas in thirty degree weather. Hmm. So we need wow. to be like ten on Saturday, and it's supposed to be. It's it keeps dropping. It's down to like fifteen is the forecast at kickoff right now. Oh my. We're gonna be in a press box. Don't roll your eyes. Um, that walk, dude. Uh, the walk's gonna be cold either way. Uh, I'm telling you, the walk could be four degrees, fifteen or nine, and you wouldn't know any different. It's gonna be horrible. No, I'll know a difference. Once it gets under like thirty, I know the difference. <laughs> I can tolerate anything above thirty. Anything under that, can't do it. All right, Connor. We'll uh we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. There's 11 teams. Go check out the bowl posts on Fanatic. There's 11 teams you should cheer to lose this week. There you go. Go check it out. All right. We'll talk to uh, Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, and Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Mart when we come back here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNL. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmy, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other 
Pure Biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street and Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday be a man go to the doctor iowaclinic.com tell them that chris williams and cyclone fanatic sent you their way hey y'all brent bloom here let me tell you about my friends at nebraska furniture martin clive they have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago they're in west clive right near the walkie border my old stomping grounds and they can help you out with any of your needs in fact with a larger warehouse now a larger selection they have many items right there at the store in fact my mom just needed some new appliances recently it was an easy call to make told her to call tim mullen and the guys and gals over at nebraska furniture mart in clive and always ask for the price match they'll help you out there's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And... And don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Eau Claire, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well... Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. All right, welcome back. Segment two, Cyclone Fanatic Radio here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, and Tim Mullen here with you as we are each and every Thursday to get you ready for the upcoming weekend in college football. Tis the season, Timmy Mullen, and uh, tell us real quick, my friend, uh, what's new at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde? Well, guys, we uh, first of all, good to see you both. Good we to got see a lot you. of good things going on. It's uh, 
it's the holiday season, guys. So we're getting ready to run into that and a lot of good things. Holiday uh, employee financing going on. Uh, Black Friday sales starting already. You know, we got that coming up here starting today. 24-month financing, tiered offered on appliances. Uh, you know, it's a great time right now if you're thinking about doing some flooring. Uh, we got some great, uh, all of our in-stock carpet is free, all-inclusive installation for the next week. So, I mean, lots of good things. Do see the ad pop out. I've done all my flooring through y'all. Do a great job. Done everything. I, the entire house. Great. The entire house great. is done through Nebraska Furniture Mart. Thank you, C-Dub. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I'm a strong believer, too, that everybody's kind of in a pinch this year. Inflation, all that stuff's real. I would take advantage of the Nebraska Furniture Mart interest free and go in there with your Mart card and just buy all your Christmas gifts. Get it over with. Pay it off as you want. Boom. One one place, one-stop shop. Get it taken care of. And get yourself something real nice while you're at it. Real nice. Is, uh, Real nice. Uncle, uncle or Cousin Eddie. Uncle Eddie. Uh, cousin depends Eddie. on your, yeah. where you're at. Bloom, how are you today? What's going on with Brent Bloom? I'm cold. Well, I'm over winter. Wuss. I mean, come on. I'm over. I'm I'm already preparing for Saturday in the tundra of Trice. You're the going? Trice tundra. Surprised that yes, you're not just going to tap out on this one. If, if anybody has a souk-up seat or a sweet ticket oh, they don't come want to use, on. let me know. Unbelievable! In fact, if wow. you if you have two, I would take my wife as well. Just throwing it out there for the peoples. Shameless plug. Oh, you won't even have to pay me to sit by me. That's how valuable that is. Wow! I don't know if I want to sit by you at a game anymore. Like we, <laughs> I don't know. Been uh, there, done that. Yeah, we've done that too many times. It's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Trust me, it's probably the other way around. Nobody wants to sit with me. I'm the most. It's just funny. Like I, I get so negative with Iowa State games, yeah. and it's just uh, Tim knows. Yeah. What do you mean Iowa State games, buddy? That's how you are as a fan. Are I am. Me? I always think my team is going to lose in yeah. any scenario. You should have seen. You should have watched the Vikings Bills game with me on Sunday. That was a trip. Oh. Oh yeah, that was. A, How did you make it through those last five minutes? Well, you know, if that would have been in the playoffs or something, I don't know if I would have. Um, right, but that would—I've never in my life, in a sporting event, like been so certain it was over. Yeah, even the miracle, like, was a little bit different. You, you thought you could maybe go down the field or whatever, but that was like. Eight things happened within a span of like 15 minutes that were just crazy. It was just a total whirlwind. I think that's probably the craziest five minutes of NFL I've ever seen. (laughs) Just bizarre. All right. uh, Let's get into our uh, picks of the week here for college football. All right, gentlemen. uh, Here we go. Still sitting on top of the ladder here is the bloom. Uh, He has 32 wins. Uh, He went two and three last week. CW, you and I did go three and two. Hey, we are. Uh, uh, Yep. We're going to do what Mark Mangino once said. You're just going to keep sawing wood. That's right. We're just going to keep cutting away. So he still has a, a five-game lead over me and an eight-game lead over you. So Oh, that's nothing. But we got some uh, fun games this week, a few uh, top 25 tilts, and then our in-home in-state games we have. But we're going to start out on the West Coast with college football playoff potential implications okay. uh, with number eight, USC. Going to number 12, UCLA, going across the street, if you will. USC favored by a point and a half here. Bloom, what do you got, buddy? 
Yeah, I mean, I, this is not really a home game, so that right. doesn't really matter. So I'll take the better team. Better team's USC. Can I take C-dub? the – I already in real life bet the over of 75 and a half. I'm already on it. Yeesh. Yeah. Uh, this is this is both teams in the 40s type of game right here. I'll, I don't – I honestly don't – I'm not as confident as Bloom that USC is the better team. Like, I get it, but they really haven't beaten anybody and they – you know, I think there's a lot of hype there. I do think they're better than UCLA, though. I, I think UCLA kind of – they are who they thought they were after we watched them play at Oregon. So, you know what? Screw it. I need a game on Bloom. I'll take UCLA. I'll take UCLA. I, All right. I, I, actually, I am actually uh, going with Bloom here on the uh, – Yes, this is I good. I don't think there's a home – there's not a home team factor here. And I think USC uh, has something to prove here. But you're right. I would bet the overs. I don't believe defenses will be there. It's strictly going to be an offensive scrimmage in L.A. So heading up the I-5 up to the West Coast, uh, Austin Stadium, number six, Oregon, is at home as a three-point favorite against number 13, Utah. Uh, Oregon uh, in, in need here of some style points as well. What do you got, C-Dub? I'm going to play Oregon. This is a good bounce-back opportunity. You're buying low as far as the power ratings go. And and I, I've watched a lot of Utah uh, because they, they've they been on a lot of those favorable time slots for guys like us. And I, I just don't think it's the same. I think they're good. I don't think they're as good up front as they've been on the defensive line the last few years. I, I, I like Oregon a lot here. Okay, Bloomer? I'm actually – the exact opposite. This All is right. my play of the week. Oh, this is my play of the week. Okay, I think Utah's top five good right now. Mm. I think they're playing great football. Yeah. I do. I just I don't think at that end. I think Oregon's being oversold because it's Oregon and they're flashy and all that stuff. Uh, Oregon, or Utah wins this by ten. By ten? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Alternate uh, line is bad boy. I think uh, I think Otson's rocking this time of year. I think uh, yeah, Utah is a scrappy team, but I like Oregon at home here with the atmosphere of Otson Stadium. All right, gentlemen, I'm going next to Oregon next week, Tim. Two. You're going to have to give me some got? tips. I'm going to be in uh, Portland for a week next week. Oh, I got you, buddy. I don't know what yeah. to do there, so you'll have to let me Not know. Not a problem. I mean, I'll be working yeah, a lot, but uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be. So that Saturday, I need a place to watch football. Because there's no yeah, we'll college you, basketball. We'll send you to McMinimins out there. We'll oh. send you to one of the McMinimins. Okay, deal. I'm in. Yeah, we'll find out where you're at. We'll catch up on the on the after show here. Okay. Uh, number 21, Illinois, going to number three, Michigan. Michigan favored by 17 and a half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you guys see, Dub? I love Illinois here. By low, they are not as bad as the two previous losses. Listen, I don't think that they have any chance to win the game, but this is – I absolutely love – this is where all the betters are going to sell on Illinois and the smart people are going to jump in and, and grab the value. Boom. Yeah, I, can they, can they, can Illinois get 10 points, though? I mean – Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I think they can. <laughs> I think they can, though. I think it's 31-14. I think it's 31-14, so give me that half point. Okay. Right. Illinois. I am actually going to go with Harbaugh this time. Woo! I think they, uh, I think Illinois has had a a great season for what they expected to have, but at the end of the day, I mean Harbaugh has to put foots on throats. Um, could a one-loss Michigan still be in there over another team? Probably not. 
but they're going to need every style point they can if for anything happens where they get into do a big shootout with Ohio State and run it close. So can I make? I will a, take Michigan. Here. I'm going to make a selfish point here too that Michigan yeah. should, should not get in with one loss with the non-conference schedule that they played. They absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean they they may have played the worst non-conference schedule in the history of college football. We cannot reward yeah. that as a sport the way the playoff is set up. Well, no, and they even I even heard you know an article here in the last day or two about TCU getting them with one loss, and to me they're more deserving than a Michigan would be. Completely agree with you. Completely yeah. agree with you. Okay, gentlemen, uh, going to the two in-state games, uh, we have Iowa playing at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by three. Uh, this is my lock of the week, and that is Minnesota by two touchdowns. <laughs> Whoa. You're an Iowa fan. Oh, I mean, I I don't believe in Iowa. I don't believe in anything. we've. I mean, we know about their defense. I, I get it. Um, but I, I am going to take them here. I, I just – I mean this this is steamed down to like one and a half, I think, if you if you would bet it right now. Yeah, I'll I'll play Iowa. They're gonna get a defensive touchdown and they're gonna block a punt and do all the gross things that they do and it's outdoors and that probably favors the I mean, the, what's the line? The number's like thirty two and a half in this one. Like this screams Iowa to me and for some reason that team plays so well in the month of November, I will take the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm going to agree. If, if somebody has ever won a game with less than 100 yards, this is the game. <laughs> I, I will get 98 yards and wins the game by 10. six to three. <laughs> no, yeah. they'll find a way. They'll somehow no, win by double true. digits. It's Defense like a touchdown. And then it, and then everybody. Origami. Last week yeah, was insane. Did. They had 146 yards and scored what? 24 or whatever it was. Like it was insane. Like it's just, yeah. but then again, no, but nobody's surprised. It's like, no. yeah, well, we've seen this before. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah, the, the over under is thirty two and a half right now. See, Dub. I just love that. Take the it's under. Tim's lock. Is <laughs> Minnesota wins <laughs> by two? It's so funny to me. But I, I can't argue with your logic, though. That's the problem. Like, it's it's well, spot I mean, on. The way Minnesota started out, they looked like they were going to be gangbusters this year. They came back to reality. But Tanner Morgan's still a good quarterback. I think they're going to put you know, offense, to offense. They're definitely better than us. Their defense isn't bad either. It's top fifteen in the nation. So yeah, they're they're not bad uh, defensively. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Texas Tech uh, coming to Jack Trice, Iowa State, a three and a half point favorite at home. What time is that game, gentlemen? Six night game. Ooh, gotta be fridge. Now I get why Brent was peddling for the indoor ticket. Yeah, that the that's still the case. Seriously, yes. people reach out. Sucking up for the suck-up ticket. <laughs> I'm debating right. if I'm even going to be there because... Come it, on, Williams. Well, me and my dad have tickets to the Vikings-Cowboys game on yeah. Sunday. And the whole plan was I was sure this would be an 11 a.m. kick and that we were going to drive up to Minneapolis after the game and get a hotel and do that whole thing. Um, dad dad wants to skip the game. I'm like, oh. But, like, does it matter if I'm just sitting in the press box or if I'm watching it in a hotel in Minneapolis? I don't think it really matters. I mean, no. Randy I, Peterson will be there, buddy. Well, and he's a much better journalist than me. Let's all be <laughs> honest. Like, he's he's considerably better than me. I've never tried to argue that I'm anything other than that. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what ends up going on. Listen. I, I love Iowa State here, though. Can he, I just jump in? Systematically, yeah. it's a no-brainer to bet Iowa State in the cold Texas Tech. I'll, I will ride with you. But I, I will say this, too. I won't be surprised if they lose. I won't at all. Because they, they just – they keep they keep finding ways to lose – um, this feels a lot like the West Virginia game to me. 
And I, I do think I'm going to pick Iowa State to win in the column, and I'm and I'm doing it here on the show. But I, I'm really kind of at my wits end with the offense. Like I just, I don't trust the group at all. This seems like a game where Iowa State's going to play. They might be Iowa. You might get a defensive touchdown here, something like that, and they're going to need it, in my opinion. Because I, I think, I think this version of Texas Tech is a tougher team than what we've seen in recent years. I think McGuire's got them playing with some edge. I like that coach a lot. I still think there are ways to be on talent. The the, the factor to me, Tim, is Lubbock to Ames, twenty degrees, wind chill, and and I think yeah. that the Iowa State boys will be ready for that. Well, I just think the defense wise too. I mean that you know they're not they're not really that impressive to me. Texas Tech is, no. and I think defense, you know, and again, I mean the overs. Uh, what are we at here? Forty seven, I think I read. Forty seven and a half. I'd play the under. I was going to say with the weather being the way it is, and I think the way the ball control will take place that day, I would probably play the under there too. So <laughs> I was thinking both of you gentlemen. They, I'm, I'm taking ISU at home on a cold night in they, Iowa. They got to be able to run the ball, and they've just shown no ability whatsoever to do that consistently. Hopefully, against Texas Tech, you'll be able to. But I, I mean, I, I thought last week that they would run for 250 yards, and they ran for under two yards per carry. So I don't have a freaking clue. Let's be honest. What are the injuries like in the backfield right now? Um, I, I'm guessing Brock's out bloom. Do you, he's out. Yeah. He had surgery. Oh, he did. Okay. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you're playing with your Norton. Norton. And I, I'm okay with that. Honestly. Like, I don't think it was that big of a, it's the line. The line's got a, <sighs> the line has senior day block. for Trevor Downing. Let's go Trevor senior day for Trevor. There you go. Always keeping it positive. That's right. All right, gentlemen. Well, five games we've picked in the books. We'll see who comes out on top. We're nearing the end of the year, guys. We'll we, have don't to, to, we don't got much time to catch them, C-Dub. We'll have to do a podcast next week because we won't be on the air on Thanksgiving night. But yeah, no worries. massive, massive week in, in college football. So we'll be back to do picks. Uh, he is Tim Mull. Get on out to Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Is it still a new store can we or is it not new anymore i just want everybody Chris, let me tell you what I, I i go into the store every day and I, you know i i talk about the sales and the numbers and the promotions and all that stuff but one of the things i'm more proud of than anything is how beautiful our store it's is great. i mean it is the showroom quality we have compared to some of the folks that go up against us second to none it still looks brand new to me every day. So there you go. I, you know, the we, new we can call it that forever. There you go. He's Tim Mullen, uh, Brent Bloom, Chris Williams here signing off on. Well, come back with more Cyclone Fanatic Radio right after this here on Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! 
Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NMLS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy, but I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff, and you know why I need to go see the specialist, because I'm a man, and I go to the doctor, because I want to be there for my two little girls, I want to be able to walk them down the aisle, I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday, be a man, go to the doctor, iowaclinic.com, tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy and I, for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. 
All right, guys, welcome back. Cyclone Fanatic Radio here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. As we are counting down uh, until 7 o'clock here, we'll pass over the torch. I'm going to talk to my good friend, Dr. Warmy from the McFarland Clinic up there in Ames. He's one of the doctors you see on the sidelines working with the Cyclones. And I thought, so Saturday night, it's a 6 o'clock kick. It's going to be really cold. Not too cold. I mean, here's my point, Doc. You and I have both done, we've been on the sidelines and covering much colder games than this. And I thought maybe we could reminisce on that today. How are you doing, my friend? Good, buddy. Yeah, just trying to stay warm. What? uh, Okay, coldest game that comes to mind for you? Because you you were with the Giants for a while. You've been around. What's the coldest game you've ever worked at? Uh, You know, I was, uh, when I was with the Giants, we had a, I think it was a divisional playoff game in Green Bay, oh, and the tundra. And I think you know, and and uh, I think that uh, even one of uh, one of the staff guys' uh, coats caught on, uh, got singed, and you could smell the smoke in the air. Standing next to one of those uh, oh big uh, heaters that throws hot air, really. I remember that one because uh, everybody was like, holy cow, what's happened? What's that smell? And then it was somebody's <laughs> coat had uh, <laughs> gotten singed. Um, for Iowa State, I remember a game against Kansas oh, yeah. maybe eight years ago when uh, it was just like ice skating out there. Um, Chantel Johnson had a touchdown. I think Devon Neal. I think all the running backs, we had like four running backs that were all pretty good and all saw got got playing time. I think maybe all four of them got a touchdown in that game. So that was a fun one too. You know what I, I remember about that game? Cause we used to do our pregame show outside before the game. And I always did it. Like it didn't matter what, cause I, I liked that aspect of us being on the scene and us providing real insight to the fans driving up or listening from home, like to be able to tell them what it's like. And that was the second coldest show I've ever done, the, um, the the coldest one I think was a West Virginia game on Black Friday, one year because the wind it was it was incredibly windy. It, you you remember that game right? And that was the game oh, where yeah. Geno Smith and Wally Burnham like yelled at each other. Oh yeah, that um, was too bad. <laughs> back to the Kansas game though. What I remember about that one, so I had this very I'm a very uh, on game day regimented human i do the same things it's whatever and i walk from the stage across the field so i I like to go down on the sidelines to take a look at everything before i head up to the press box and i saw there were like three kansas players out there i believe that was the registered to be the coldest game in jack tri stadium history to this day and they were warming up with their shirts off (laughs) Medically, what what does that prove? Like that just seems really dumb to me. Or are, are they trying to like uh, condition their body? Because I you see that in football. Like what is? I remember these guys doing that, and I was thinking, well, well man, we're going to win this one because look how stupid this team is. What do you, is that a thing? You've been around football a lot more than me. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, <laughs> science behind that at all, other than. Uh, forcing mental toughness upon yourself okay. in a uh, in a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was so. at the Vikings and Seahawks game 
and it was outdoors up at TCI TCF Bank Stadium in Minnesota. And it was the second coldest game in NFL history. It was the Blair Walsh missed the kick and the and I was I was there in the stands for that one. Oh. And what I remember about it is I did an entire radio show like previewing it on the way before I went up because it was the weather forecast was scheduled to be so cold. And I was so over prepared, Doc, that I was like sweating during that game, believe it or not. <laughs> Awesome. I think uh, after that Kansas game, uh, my office saw how cold I was. And, and for Christmas that year, from my office staff, I got one of those uh, Milwaukee cool vests that oh, yeah. you could plug their uh, their batteries into. So uh, now I've got one of those handy for this game coming up on Saturday. Oh, there you go. Uh, you gotta love. You gotta love technology. What is it uh, like? I mean, is it? For, for dummies like me, I, I really do. I think that there's a psychological edge that Iowa State has being in the snow, walking to class, doing all that stuff all week compared to Lubbock, Texas, and those guys get up here on Friday. I believe in that. In your experience over the years, is there anything to that, or does the better team just generally usually rise at the end of the day? Oh boy, I would love to see the data on that. I would think that the home team probably uh, – does have an advantage and you know i think that the that the the guys embrace the fans that are embracing the weather and it's the home field environment and i mean just think about uh the joel lanning versus patrick mahomes game where lanning went off for five touchdowns and you know what i mean absolutely yeah i, I don't like I say i don't really have an answer to it i just it feels like it's just human nature uh, to some capacity, and I, I like Iowa State's chances because of that coming up on on Saturday night. But again, I don't think it's going to be that cold. What about injuries? Do you are there are there more injuries? Is like if it's if it's colder out, does it does it impact your life at all? Well, you know, I think that the key for the guys is to keep their bodies warm. You know, so that you don't have you know if you're standing on the sidelines and then you go in and have a real explosive play. You know, you worry about those guys' muscle muscle force that they generate and if they pull something or something like that. But, um, you know, knock on wood, we try and keep things, you know, fairly injury-free uh, the rest of the year. We'll see what happens. Last thing I wanted to pick your brain on, have you been following this NFL players uh, movement to get rid of the turf fields? Have you been following that at all? Well, I saw... I saw Aaron Rodgers' comment on it. Um, I honestly don't know the difference uh, on those those fields. There's like six stadiums that had turf that they were commenting on. I mean, I think that the internal review that the NFL did showed no difference, but that's not what the players seem to think it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds... Um, Sounds like we're kind of at the start of that as far as as far as yeah. that goes. We'll probably hear hear more about it. Well, when we do, I'll be sure to give you a call because I, I think it's interesting. And uh, anyways, appreciate your time. Stay warm. Get plug that vest in. Make sure that it is uh, <laughs> plenty uh, plenty warm. And uh, appreciate your time, Doc. Thanks, Chris. Always good to chat. Yeah, we'll talk next week. Uh, Dr. Warmeet there from the McFarland Clinic up in Ames. He is an orthopedic surgeon, of course, who works on the Cyclones. We will have our pregame show coming up here on KXNO on Saturday. Of course, that is a 6 o'clock kick. That means we will go on the air here 
uh, with Jared Stansberry and Jeff Woody at 3 o'clock. You can look forward to that. And it's been a fun show today. Thank you for joining us. My name is Chris Williams signing off here on Cyclone Fanatic Radio. We're presented, as always, by Nebraska Furniture, Mar and Clive on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNL.